How's it going guys? This is CryptoBud here. For today, we're going to talk about the stock market analysis and exactly what's actually happening here. Uh, and if we're entering into this massive bear market that uh, we keep on hearing in the news and, and if there is going to be some sort of financial meltdown that's going to rival what we saw back in 2008. And so let's kind of walk through um, this, the S&P 500 first because I think this is actually a really good um, you know, uh, section here to kind of analyze first. Now, to to for those of you guys who have, who have not followed the stock market, uh, basically where we're at right now is we had this massive correction back in 2009 where everything was about to collapse on itself. We had for those of you guys who were in the stock market in 2009, basically what happened was the banks were were going down the uh, the tubes here, and it looks like the housing mess just completely destroyed every single uh, institution um, that we had and, and we were actually at the verge of literally a, 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 a financial catastrophe when you call it and so what happened there was uh, basically these these banks made some really bad bets on loaning money and that money was just um, really loaned to the wrong people specifically what they call subprime housing and the housing market literally took the entire market down with it so because of that the S&P 500 um, took it basically got destroyed dismantled since 2009 and in fact if you take a look at 2009 all the way down here uh, it lost about 55 percent of its value and that's something that I, I find to be very very interesting because um, you know, normally people think of stocks as like, okay, I think they're pretty safe. I got my my 401k in there. Um, you got some ETS, but remember that it's really no different than crypto in many cases because crypto definitely has a 90% drops, but 56% drops, that's your entire portfolio cut in half. So that's actually um, where that last major bear market uh, occurred. And after that, since 2009, we've had this massive 10-year an incredible bull run with just a couple of corrections in between one in here in 11 of August 11th and another one here on on um, on the 15th of July that kind of lasted only like maybe about a year at the most and then we've had this continuation of the fang stocks what they call them Facebook Amazon Netflix and Google and so what happened here was the stock market literally tripled. Now, in terms of crypto, obviously this pales in comparison to crypto because crypto was definitely a lot higher. Uh, we had Bitcoin going to 20K from, you know, under a thousand bucks and so on. But the point here is that we're actually in a, in a very extended bear market, a bull, bull market, uh, where many pundits have said that I think it's time for this to kind of cool off and we got to get one of these 56% corrections to really kill the, you know, to really wash out some of the overvaluation. So the question here is that is this market overvalued? Are we in a situation right now where, um, we're definitely heading into this recession of what they call it where basically everybody's going to lose parts of their jobs we can get some job cuts we'll have some uh, cuts in salary things like that and, and the short answer to this is that yes and no right so on the yes side we do have a major bull run that needs to cool off um, that's just how markets work right nothing goes up forever on the on the other side though is is I feel that you know there is a lot of positivity right now in corporate America because a lot of this was fueled by stock buybacks. And so because the Fed lowered the interest rate so much, many people, many companies were able to buy these, these, uh, their stocks at a low discounted price. 
because they had access to to credit and that's one thing that you know you and i probably may not be buying boatloads of it but when you're buying like billions of, of stocks um and of your own company with borrowed money it, it becomes a very very tricky situation because you don't know if all of this run was actually built off of true valuation or if it was because they just had access to cheap money and i think it's a, probably a combination of both but Either way, it is something to be concerned about because as time goes on, if there's not enough buyers to sustain this this thing and there's not enough cheap money, eventually the prices have to kind of come back down to, to fair market value, what they call it. Now, in a nutshell, um, you know, the corrections I'm seeing right now, I'm kind of drawing these these crude Elliott waves. Um, and and I, I'm actually putting together um, basically these, these scenarios. Now, again, I, I can't predict what's going to happen uh, in the future, what I can give you some possibilities here. So one possibility is that we are in a one, we're in a fourth cycle correction on the Elliott wave. And if I take that correction from back here in 2009 all the way out to the, to the first, that basically tells me that, you know, we've had this major correction here, um, that basically lasted there. Now you can make a case that we could actually have that 20% and, and maybe, you know, that could be our first kind of major correction, but this one was actually a little higher. So, I mean, there's one scenario is that we take this long term from 09 all the way to 16 and take that first Elliott wave, then we could be on that one. Or the other option is we're, we're dragging this down here a little bit and we're actually going to take the second Elliott wave here to, which I would say probably a more conservative side would be the one here uh, back in, in 2000, 2011 and take the third Elliott wave right here and the fourth one. So we're actually on the fifth cycle. So on many levels, you could probably say, you can argue that we are basically finishing off our fifth cycle wave, which I think many people are watching right now. And that one actually, to be honest with you, probably makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I like to be a little bit more optimistic, but let's assume this is the case. The one back here on the first, we had about 18% correction. Here we had about also another 14. We're right here down with another with another 13 correction. So if this is the end of the fifth wave, in other words, the end of this bull market, then basically what's going to happen here is the next couple of years in the stock market specifically, it's going to be a very, very difficult year to invest, which means we're probably going to be playing the short side. And one of the great things about the stock market is that you're able to play the shorts um, more so than in crypto. Crypto, it's very difficult to kind of play, uh, you know, the short side unless you're using BitMEX accounts, which you're levered up and whatnot. But if that's the case, and we're probably seeing the inklings here of a potential multi-year bear market, perhaps maybe a year or two, uh, where all of this excess gets shed off. In either case, we're sitting right smack at the top on, on wave five. And that could basically mean that we could have a situation where you know, these stocks could also plummet 20, 30% from its tie. Now, just to give you an idea of potentially where this might end up with, if I take my high at 292 on the spiders, and I, I'm going to make a conservative uh, guess, maybe 30%, you know, that that's a pretty good run. That's about another, you know, 15% to the downside, uh, barring any sort of negative black swan events like what we had back in 2008. I think something conservative will be like a 28%. And that, that kind of gives you a good idea of some sort of levels to kind of watch out for. Uh, that would probably imply about a drop in the S&P for 20%, which would basically kill a lot of these stocks and they maybe end up dropping another 20, 30% on top. So that actually gives you a, a pretty good indication of, of how this market can, can, can occur. Now, my personal opinion is this. I think, you know, I personally think that we are in the, 
in the late cycle economy i think i think definitely this bull run needs to kind of pause a little bit uh, however i'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic because there's a lot of conflicting news regarding um, specifically corporate news and also earnings and this market really drives on earnings but we have a lot of these geopolitical events are happening such as the trade trade uh, tariffs are happening we also have the interest rates that can, are controlled by the government um, we also have this idea of these Chinese um, you know these places in Europe where they're having a lot of problems like France and so you know that kind of concerns me a little bit but I would say that overall I mean it's a pretty nice entry point either to short or maybe to pick up some longs regardless because we're sitting at that last section of this entire run and I think this is something that we haven't really seen in a long time uh, because we've had these interest rates for such a long time and we've been conditioned to saying, look, I think the Fed's going to bail us out. We got the 0% in there. And we also have these ICOs, a lot of money kind of get flushed around. But I think now it's time to kind of rethink a little bit about how this market's going to impact crypto. But more importantly, how there could be some money to be made on the downside as well if this market begins to collapse tomorrow um, or maybe towards the end of the month. Now, regarding everything else, you know, it, it's it's um it's a very interesting situation um to take a look at these crossover events. Okay, so that's another one I want to mention here is in crypto for Bitcoin, we did have that crossover event um, that happened. That's one of the signals when for the market to actually come down come down here. But the S&P 500 right now just had a crossover uh, from the 200 and the 50 day moving average. And so if you take a look at the 200, um, this actually occurred back in uh, December the 6th. That's the official date for the crossover uh, on the daily. And then the last time we had this was back here in August 15th and we fell pretty hard since that crossover. So that's one thing I'm watching right now as far as potential trade opportunities because that's going to start a new trend, something that obviously we can't really you know short in, in bitcoin or whatnot but i think this is something that to kind of watch out for so back in august of, of 15 bitcoin made that crossover i mean the stocks ran crossover and since then it, it fell to a to a probably a low here of about 11 percent now it's it's going to be something very similar here here we've already dropped up about seven we got another four percent down to go before we get some sort of meaningful rally i, I guess you can say and maybe tomorrow it's it could be shaping up to be some sort of a sell-off day but we're getting real close to this kind of intermediate bottom here but if this is if this is technically wave five then we should start seeing our correction waves coming in in the next couple of days and that's one thing i was watching a lot for on the bitcoin side because we just came off of this massive sell-off and again some of these some of these stocks are kind of behaving the exact same way as some of these crypto stocks, which is kind of interesting to see that. Um, so I usually like to see these patterns, and I think it's great to kind of discuss some of these because it kind of gives you a better indication for how how much we can actually fall from these levels. And so taking it from the top at these levels, I mean, we're already falling almost like 13 14% on the S&P. Uh, and the last time we had that, I mean, we're at 14 here. So we're getting real close to this kind of like bounce here. Uh, but either way, I mean, give or take 5%, I mean, on the upside or downside, that's kind of usually how technical analysis works. You kind of get that error range here. Uh, okay, guys. So in a nutshell, basically what I'm trying to say here is that looking at the S&P 500 and looking at the overall markets, right? Um, the U.S. market has been one of the strongest ones for the last couple of years. We're starting to see a lot of a lot of break a lot of uh, breakdowns in the emerging market charts um and so that's going to be something to be 
to be really looking out for because as the world begins to slow down that's also going to impact crypto in many different capacities because again this liquidity that we saw the last couple of years was not just focused on the u.s it was also focused on the emerging markets and the emerging markets uh, basically have an economy where they buy their goods in um in dollars but they sell them in the actual native currencies but if the dollar is changing it's it's weak it's getting stronger then everything becomes a little bit more expensive for them and so emerging markets are definitely going to be something i'll be watching out for and, and coincidentally they're also the ones that are going to probably going to be using a lot of the bitcoin currencies so this is going to be a very interesting time to cover and i'll definitely keep you guys updated but um, i wanted to share that with you because there's going to be a lot of great discussions to talk about as we start to see these the me the mesh of these financial markets and how everything is kind of going in one direction which ones are going to start popping back up and i think this is going to be a very fascinating time to analyze as we kind of look back at what happened in crypto and try to see if it that's going to repeat itself in some of these and we saw some of that moving into the marijuana stocks a couple of months ago and now it kind of it kind of died off and we're kind of moving into this kind of bearish trend for some of the large caps all right guys hopefully you enjoy this video crypto butt out have a great day